Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The road trip continues tomorrow night in Dallas. Garnet Hathaway will join us on his goal on Monday. Some fourth-line spark and his running mate, Nick Dowd. And Connor Sherry off to a terrific start, too. He chats with Ben here this morning. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, October 26th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. It's a travel day for the Caps today after one more practice in Arlington this morning. It's Dallas week as the Caps head to Texas this afternoon to face the Stars tomorrow night. Through seven games this season, the Caps have won four, and Connor Sherry leads the team in goals as the road trip now heads to the Lone Star State. Yesterday after practice, he chatted with Ben about it. Seven games into the season, it's a small sample size. You have to feel pretty good about your game. I'm curious what has maybe allowed you to enjoy some early season success personally before we talk broader about the team here. I don't know, it's just one of those things you kind of, once you get one or two, it's, it seems like you get a little momentum in your own game and you you start scoring on the grade A chances. There's parts of the season where you, you feel like you're getting 10 chances a game and you can't score and uh, right now it's just clicking for me so I'll take it in stride and as we go and continue to try to help the team win. That looks a little bigger. You took advantage of some time and space with that shorthanded opportunity against the New Jersey Devils as well. First one of my career I, I found out, well I kind of knew, but yeah, it was a, it's a nice touch, I guess, when you, you kill off a penalty and you're able to you know, net a goal on top of that. I think uh, we can really build momentum off that, but I just saw an opening and, and was able to capitalize. Wondering, playing with Alex Ovechkin the past few games, you've done it in the past, but when you're on the opposite wing of Ovi, what goes into being that complement? And we've been told over the years, sometimes it can be easier said than done to ride shotgun with Alex Ovechkin. What, what goes into that? Uh, there's a lot, I guess. Obviously, him being a shooter, you want to try and get him the puck as much as possible, but you also don't want to force it. The way teams cover him, you're usually out there against the top defenders, and they're aware of him wherever he's on the ice. A lot of times, top centermen as well. So I think just from my perspective, it's not changing much in my game. Maybe looking for him a little bit more in the offensive zone than I would someone else just because he can get a shot off so quickly and from so many areas, but in terms of my game, I I don't think I change a a whole lot. I just stick to to my MO and just try to compliment him as much as I can. Just curious, in between whistles, on the bench, is there much interaction? What 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 is a behind-the-scenes look at Alex, the the line mate, in between plays? Yeah, I feel like the more the more we play together, the more communication there is. We, like you said, we played together last year, so there was a little feel there. And then this year, a few games now, so I think it's just the more chemistry we grow and the more we know where each other are, where each other want to be on the ice. I think is important. But he'll he'll always come back. He's usually pretty positive about you know a good try. Or 
or we'll get the next one, whatever it may be. But he's uh, he's great on the bench. He's always, like I said, he's always pretty positive about it. On a couple of things, team-wise, on the road here, part of a four-game, four consecutive on the road. This team has been very good on the road the past few years, really since you, you've been here the past few years. What has gone into that road success? Could you put your finger why this team specifically has enjoyed as much road success as it has over the years? I, I think we talk a lot about being a veteran team. I think uh, sometimes when you're a younger player, you, you get a little intimidated by the road. Teams usually come out hard in their building, and you got to kind of weather their storm. And it's kind of hard to stick to your game sometimes when that happens. I think, like I said, with our the age of our team and the experience that we have, I think we just approach every game the same. And we've had some some luck here and there, and and led to success on the road. And hopefully we can continue that because it's a it's a huge advantage if you're able to pull out road points. Final thing above 500 for the first time this season. I know you have loftier goals, but at four and three, what have you liked from the team and what still does this team have in it to, to get to even another gear here? Yeah, it's just a small picture. I think we didn't like the start and then we just wanted to win the next one. You know, it's just we won two in a row here and we want to win the next one. It's just a small picture and kind of continue on the grind. I think maybe tighten up a little bit on other teams' chances, maybe not give up as much defensively. I think last night, especially, Chuck played really well for us in that third period and we don't want to have to rely on our goalies as much as we did but they're there for a reason at the end of the day but I think maybe that's something we can tighten up a little bit moving forward. All right, Dallas, Nashville, Carolina, enjoy it Connor. Thank you. Will do. Another source of offense for this team in the first seven games has been the fourth line, the checking line if you will. They log a lot of hard minutes. They're also producing offense. Garnet Hathaway earned his first multi-point game of the season Monday at New Jersey. I caught up with him in the locker room yesterday after practice. All right, Chad, here with Garnet Hathaway, ahead of the game against Dallas. Let's talk a little bit about the New Jersey game here. Taking advantage of what's given you there, uh, picking up the turnover, quick decision, and end up with a multi-point game. Tell me about the goal. Yeah, you know, I think that was just a direct way that we were trying to play. You know, they're, they're a quick team, so I, if we limit our turnovers, force them to stay in their D zone a little bit longer, that's where we're going to be successful and limit their rush opportunities. And so, you know, they, Jets made a nice hard rim. We had a nice line change. They were tired out there, and I got to get out there with fresh legs, you know, skating onto a puck. Been a lot that has come from your line, especially from Nick on the finish, where three goals that he's gotten, all of them have been the team's first goal of the game. You guys have been that spark plug seemingly all season, and Nick's been a really big part of that. Yeah, I think he's playing great. I don't think he gets enough praise for how good he is around the net, you know, whether it's the passes he makes or, you know, obviously the finishing. He's in a great spot all the time. So that last night was, was back making a great pass, but Nick finding the open space, you know, you can see out in the replay him debating whether to come in and be the third man behind the goal line or pop out right in the slot where he'll know he has a good angle to shoot. So he's playing really smart and I'm, you know, I'm happy for him. A little bit of a rotating cast on left wing, but Beck seemed to have the wheels to keep up with you guys, get some first NHL assist in the game against the Devils. A really nice game for him. Seemed to fit in pretty well with you guys. Yeah, uh, I mean, like you said, he's he's fast, but I thought he made some really smart plays last night too. You know, we talked about it. We Against a team like New Jersey, you have to be smart with the puck through the neutral zone. You got to get out of your zone quick, and you have to make sure that they're not coming back in your face with a lot of speed. So I thought he played, you know, had a great game on the wall in our D zone, and that's a big part of our game. We start a lot of D zone draw, a lot of D, a lot of shifts in the D zone. We start, and to be able to get the puck out like he did, battling in the boards, I think just fed into us being successful last night. 
a lot of roster adversity across the forwards with Nicky being out and Tom being out. It has been the most constant thing on this team for the last four years, you and Nick together. What does that comfort, knowing when you come to the rink every day? I mean, you guys seem like brothers almost out there. What kind of comfort do you draw from that, being able to know every day you got your guy over there? Yeah, you know, I think we're, we're probably like brothers off the ace too. Like any brothers, probably highs and lows, you know, but uh, there's always an open line of communication. We're good at taking criticism from each other, helping each other, you know, and knowing that guy is on the ice with me pretty much every time I'm on the ice. You know, he wants me to be successful as badly as I want to and vice versa. So, yeah, it's it's a chemistry that I think we've built that's helped us be successful. And I don't think we're, we're happy with it, though. You know, we want to continue building that and, and even being more successful and just helping us win games. That's that's the biggest part. No question. Uh, last one for you. This team now seven games in. Big road trip here with Dallas and then Nashville and finish up in Carolina. A lot of tough tests here. But I feel like this team is progressing pretty well. There have been some highs and lows. The Ottawa game was a tough finish. But built in the L.A. game, the New Jersey game, making the most of opportunities. What's your evaluation of where things are seven games in here? It's going to be a tough road trip. You know, we're playing a lot of a lot of really good teams, but assessment would be: I think we're we're building that chemistry, that maturity as a team from within the locker room, and it, and now you know it's going on the ice as well. So, I think there's a lot of positives we can take from last night. You know, we were opportunistic. I think we pushed when we needed to, and I think we we played solid D when we needed to. Our goaltending's been unbelievable for us. So, I think you know it starts there. That's our backbone right now, and we're going to continue to work to limit those chances to give them maybe some easier nights. But I, I don't think off. I don't think offense is, is something that we worry about. I think it's you know we got to start with a D and then we'll get those chances. Even against a fast team like last night, you know we had six goals. We had six chances. You know, you know what I mean? We're we're getting those chances and we're we're taking advantage of them. So it's, it's building. It's it's an 82 game season, but you want to win game number eight to make the playoffs. You know it, every game helps. So we're gonna focus on tomorrow uh, or you know the next day in Dallas and then continue to to grow on the road trip um, and come out with as many points as we can. All right, so it's Dallas week as Ben Raby joins us here. Trip to Dallas, date with the Stars. This is going to be a very tough road stretch, Ben, with the Stars tomorrow. Then you're flying immediately after the game to Nashville. You said it, and it's true what Barry Trotz used to say about you know Roman Coliseum-type stuff on Saturday night when you're in Nashville. That is not a barn that this team has played well mm-hmm. in lately, regardless of season here for the last few. And then you're sitting looking at Carolina on Sunday. Good that they got the win against New Jersey, because moving forward, this is a tough week. It really is, and sort of three different types of teams are going to see the Dallas Stars, a little bit of a difference compared Compared to a year ago, they're scoring. They've been a high-octane offense. I think Pete DeBoer's uh, let the chains off a little bit, letting his horses run a little bit. They had a very strong start to the year. Offensive ability, you know, very strong top six there in Dallas that the Capitals have to be mindful of. And then Nashville on Saturday, it's not only the environment the Capitals are walking into, but it's, it's Smashville. And they play Smashville hockey in Nashville, do the Predators. It's a physical bunch, very heavy team, sort of an old school team and the way they're made up. And that's going to be an ice pack type of game as far as the Capitals are concerned. So very tough two Western Conference opponents coming up here. And to your point, good on the Capitals to at least get this stretch of road hockey off on the right foot with the two points they secured in New Jersey. Yeah, one game over 500 now at 4-3 and three, heading into the game with Dallas tomorrow night. Seven games does not a season 
make, but very, I think, optimistic about what I have seen so far about the goaltending on this team. You and I, this show, all of last season. I don't know. There was, I don't think we ever went three shows without talking about the goaltending, and it was not very positive where it was always the up and downs. Who's going to take the net? Who's the number one? It's their job to lose. No, it's his job to lose. And now, through seven games, you've got Darcy Kemper, who I think has been a steadying veteran presence in what they wanted back there. And then Charlie Lindgren, who I think what a job by Brian McClellan to go out and identify someone who is good enough to accept the backup role, knowing, hey, listen, you're not coming here to challenge for the number one job. You're going to be the number two. He came in at the exact same time, so you're walking in the room the same time, Kemper and Lindgren. And what I've seen out of Charlie in a losing effort against Toronto and in the winning effort against New Jersey A guy who doesn't play in 10, 14 days sometimes maybe is going to step in there and give you a chance to win. What a job in identifying that guy. And for him to be able to come in and say, hey, you know what? Someone wants me. I'm not being discarded like I was with the Blues or Montreal. Signed to a three-year deal. Made a statement. Said, look, you're our guy. You're our number two, but you're our guy. And so far, really, really like what we've seen out of both of them. Especially, I thought, Charlie in the game on Monday. Yeah, and he certainly uh, hasn't been eased into his two starts either in Toronto and New Jersey. Faced a lot of rubber, 39 shots against the Leafs and 40 against the New Jersey Devils. But I think with both of them, John, I think the, the commonality is stability. It's been a, a buzzword, if you will, in goal. They didn't necessarily have that over the past couple of years battling inconsistencies over the previous few years, but there's stabilization there in goal this year, and we've seen it in games. We haven't seen those deflating type of goals, those potentially momentum-killing types of goals. With the previous goaltenders who were here, it wasn't always the volume of goals. It was sometimes just when they were given up, the types of goals that were allowed, game situations. And I remember Brian McClellan suggesting late last season that a veteran-type goalie can come up with the big saves at the big moments in games, where maybe you're protecting a late-game lead, etc. You've just scored a big goal yourself. You want to keep momentum on your side. And we've seen that from Kemper. We saw it from Lindgren in waves on Monday night. A two-goal lead. He made a huge save on Igor Sharangovich that helped the Capitals preserve that two-goal lead and maybe restore momentum on their side. So there's certainly some stability and you sense that uh, veteran calmness with the two of them, at least so far this season. Big picture thing to finish here. One of the subjects that has been kicked around in the media room amongst the reporters is just the weirdness of the beginning of this season. Mm -hmm. I don't mean in Washington. I mean everywhere with bad teams, quote-unquote, Buffalo, Philadelphia, teams that have historically over these last few seasons been not very good, playing really good hockey. John Tortorella has them playing in Philly, and Don Granado in Buffalo, and the Sabres going out west and winning games. And the good teams, I saw the Rangers play the Blue Jackets on Sunday, watched it on TV, didn't think the Rangers were very good. And listen, the Capitals have had their moments where the game in Ottawa is like, wow, what's going on here? They, I think, have been a little bit ahead of the curve, but some of the good teams, like nobody's running away, even Carolina, who we're going to see on Sunday, I wouldn't say that they're going great guns right now either. It's been a weird start to this NHL season. Well, I look at the teams in the Eastern Conference for the past few years, there's very much been a divide, right, between the haves and the have-nots. And you look at some of those teams, Ottawa, Buffalo, New Jersey, Detroit, Columbus, trying to knock on the door, trying to close the gap. Early season, There's that new car smell, John, with a lot of these teams, and and they feel good about themselves. You know, optimism is is very high, naturally, for a lot of teams in in preseason and training camp, and some of these teams may be still benefiting from changes. Philadelphia, John Tortorella, Buffalo, a fresh start to the season, Detroit loaded up in the offseason. 
you wonder in these cases how sustainable are these. You know, it's, it's a good adrenaline rush at the start of the year. We'll see just how sustainable some of these examples are. But I will say, John, in all seriousness, that's why I thought, too, it was a big win for the Capitals in New Jersey. Because last week, you fall to the Ottawa Senators, who have since reeled off four straight wins, and that's a team trying to close the gap, trying to gain ground on a veteran team like the Capitals. New Jersey entered play Monday winners of three in a row. They, too, are looking at a team like the Capitals, trying to narrow the gap, trying to gain ground, if you will, between the haves and the have-nots. And I thought the Capitals' ability to turn that game around in their favor and maybe send a message along the way to the Devils, you still have a ways to go. I thought that was noteworthy. It was one game out of 82. It was late October, but I thought it was significant in that sense because a lot of those teams, they're ready. They're looking to gain ground, and some will learn the hard way. You might still be a year or two away. Never have equated John Tortorella and new car smell before, but that's going to stick with me for a little bit. Thank you, sir. The Capitals and the Dallas Stars coming up tomorrow night, 8.15 airtime, 8.30 Eastern, our start time from American Airlines Center. Ben, have yourself a wacky Wednesday, will you? Happy Wednesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.